You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, November the 17th of 2021. I am Lucas Smith, your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in to Locked On Cardinals, whether it is on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Much appreciated as we continue to roll on here in the offseason. As uh, we talked a little bit about some pitching options today, you guys had some good interaction on, uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, so continue to fire those away, and we'll have conversations if you guys did or did not like the, the pitching options I laid out there for you. Uh, talked a little bit about Marcus Stroman, the dynamic of having a, a lefty versus a righty in the rotation to the money be spent on a starter or a reliever, all those different things. So we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Today we are moving on to the offensive options, or a couple of offensive options, I guess I should say. Talking mainly about Trevor Story and Kyle Schwarber, who's an interesting option when you're looking at the designated hitter role for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we're going to start with a shortstop, because I think for a long time the Cardinals have been linked to Trevor Story. Uh simply because the, the, you could say that the role of the shortstop is still up in flux, as well as uh, you know, the Cardinals do have Nolan Arenado. I know Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story reunion is not so far out of the question in my mind. It's just a matter of where the Cardinals are going to want to spend their 30 to $35 million they have to play around with in the payroll for 2022. So let's go ahead and get right into it and break this down. When, when you're thinking about the Cardinals, who, who will the who they want as a shortstop, or who they have for options, I guess I should say, at a shortstop. Yes, you have a Carlos Correa, a Javier Baez, Corey Seager. Those might be a little bit more of an intriguing option at shortstop, not going to lie, um, especially if you look at Corey Seager. They, he might fit a shortstop addition as well as a left-handed bat addition. Two could be, uh, you know, killing two birds with one stone. And I understand that. I just think Trevor Story might be a little bit more realistic just with the... Uh, the price tag that might come on Trevor Story might be a little bit lighter. And again, I'm not saying these deals are coming anytime sooner, and I'm not saying the Cardinals should settle for the lesser of the two, but I am saying that Trevor Story might be a little bit more likely in my mind. Uh, so let, let's go and talk about the possibility of Trevor Story. When, when you want to look at the shortstops in my mind, you got to go to the stats. You have to look at, comparatively, who who would he be replacing? We're going to first look at Paul DeYoung, because Paul DeYoung has been the starting shortstop pretty much since 2017, Paul DeYoung's first season. So we're going to get into the numbers over the last three years. We're going to go from 2019 to 2021. And mind you, Paul DeYoung had a 30 home run season in 2020, or 2019. Excuse me. He played 159 games. That was the best year of his career overall. Um, it was not his highest batting average, but his highest on base percentage um, outside of his rookie year and his highest um, Second highest slugging percentage, excuse me, again, outside of that outstanding rookie campaign in which he finished second in Rookie of the Year. But when you look over the last three seasons, 2019, 2021, um, Paul DeYoung has played less games than Trevor Story. Uh, Paul DeYoung spent some time on the IL this season. Trevor Story has more home runs, more runs driven in, has a higher batting average, has a higher on base, has a higher slugging, and a higher OPS. Trevor Story ranks higher in every single one of these categories, including stolen bases. That's an area of the game that Paul DeYoung really doesn't have. Paul DeYoung has 14 stolen bases over the last three seasons. Trevor Story has 58. 
Uh, Trevor Story does strike out a lot more because even in the the less amount of game or the, the more games, the more played appearances that Story has, excuse me, Story does have 376 strikeouts compared to Paul DeYoung's 302 strikeouts. So Trevor Story could be a little bit more of a strikeout machine. But you, you have to look at would you rather a 413 slugging or a 516 slugging? So statistically, Trevor Story wins, especially when you're looking over the last three seasons. Let's expand out a little bit, and don't think I'm forgetting about Edmundo Sosa or just dismissing him. I'm not. I'll get into him in a moment. Let's expand out a little bit and look at their whole careers. Paul Young has played since 2017. Trevor Story has one additional year in 2016. When you look at their whole careers from 2016, like I said for Story, and 17 for DeYoung, on average, Trevor Story is playing 124 games. He had a short year in 2016, and obviously the COVID-shortened year, Trevor Story only playing 59 games. So 124 games on average. On average, 26 home runs, 75 runs driven, and 272 the batting average, 340. The on-base percentage, 523. The slugging, 836. The OPS, OPS plus of 112 during that span. He's also averaging 17 bags, uh, stolen bags, I should say. Uh, 30 doubles on average, 4 triples for Trevor Story. Now, when you look at the average season for Paul DeYoung from 2017 to 2021, all these stats are according to BaseballReference.com. He's only averaging 108 games per season. Uh, he's only have 19 home runs, 56 RBIs, 241 the batting average, 312 the on base, 443 the slugging, OPS at 756, OPS plus at 101, um, 20 doubles, a triple mixed in there on average, uh, on average filling three bases per season. Um, when you look at Paul DeYoung stolen base right, that is another area to the game, like I mentioned, that Paul DeYoung does not have that Trevor Story does bring. So you have to think about what what these sort what these players are going to bring to the field. Trevor Story brings a little bit more speed, a little bit more flair, if you will, to the position. I'm not saying that they should sign Trevor Story just because of the flair Trevor has. But you have to look look at everything in my mind. So statistically, when you look at the past three years as well as their whole careers. The nod goes to Trevor Story. Now, what, what what is a negative for Trevor Story? Trevor Story had a down 2021 campaign. There's no denying that. In 142 games, he had a 251 batting average. That was his lowest since 2017. He had an on-base percentage of 329. That was his lowest since 2017. A 471 slugging percentage, his lowest, you guessed it, since 2017. Good for an 801 OPS, which was his lowest um, since 2017 as well. All of them very, very low. Struck out 139 times in 595 at-bats. Played 142 games. Had 24 home runs. Drove in 75. Still stole 20 bags. So a 2020 campaign for Trevor Story. Had 34 doubles. But definitely a down year for Trevor Story. And I understand that. But you also have to look at the fact that Paul DeYoung had a massive down year. With some injuries mixed in, but he still had a batting average of 197, lowest of his career, an on-base percentage of 284, lowest of his career, and a slugging percentage of 390, not the lowest of his career, but second, he had a 349 slugging percentage last season. Good for an OPS of 674. Paul DeYoung, with even with the 30 home run season in 2019, has been on a steady decline over the last number of years. His OPS plus last season was 86. Trevor Stories was 103, so still slightly. Still a slightly above average hitter was Trevor Story in 2021. So still, even with a down 2021, the nod, in my opinion, still goes towards Trevor Story. Let's get to Edmundo Sosa, because I told you I'd get to him, and I did, because I don't want to dismiss what Sosa did in Paul DeYoung's absence. 
Edmundo Sosa did a fine job in 2021. He also played 113 games, had a slash line of 271, 346, 389, OPS of 735, and an OPS plus of 106. So the OPS plus of 106 was higher than Trevor Story's 103 in 2021, so a little bit better. Six home runs, 27 runs driven in. He stole four bags. He had four triples and had eight doubles. You know, that's where you get the low slugging percentage of 389. And I'm not just trying to say, okay, Sosa was a nice replacement piece and just dismiss him and be done with him. But you also have to wonder that while Mundo Sosa was a very solid shortstop, a very solid player, I should say, do you want more? I think Trevor Story still brings you more. The, the problem that we're going to run into here is not just that you have to deal with the Mundo Sosa-Paul DeYoung debate, but Paul DeYoung's contract as well. As much as people might not like to think that contracts play a big part in this, they absolutely do. Paul DeYoung is owed $6 million next season. He's owed $9 million in 2023, and then he has a club option, or I guess the club has an option to keep him or buy him out. $12.5 million he would be owed in 2024, and $15 million he would be owed in 2025. Uh, $2 million buyout in 2024, and a $1 million buyout in 2025. The nine, the, the six million and nine million that he's owed over the next two seasons is a lot of money to have him sit behind Trevor Story. So, do you look to trade him? Is anybody going to want to take on that contract for the way that he has been performing? Because that was a contract that at the time had some high upside based on the numbers that he was putting up, but he has not put up those numbers since. So, you have to wonder, Paul DeYoung, is he going to continue to regress? The contract does that force him to play? All these things are in play here. It's not just you're dealing with when Mundo Sosa was solid. It's not just you're dealing with, well, Trevor Story had a down year. It's all these things that are combined that lead to the decision-making process. Which way do the Cardinals want to go? Which way do they want to allocate their money? Which way do they want to allocate their funds to produce a better baseball team than they had in 2021? I think Trevor Story is a is an attractive um, direction to go, for lack of a better phrase. I honestly do. He... Might have had a down 2021, but in segment number two, I'm going to talk about why that down 2021 doesn't scare me as much um, as it might some other people, and to talk about why I do think, just a little bit more about why I think Trevor Story is the is a good option for shortstop position, um, but I'm getting getting a little hungry here. About 10 minutes in, 10, 11 minutes in, I'm getting a little hungry, so I'm going to tell you guys about Built Bar before I go any further. Thanksgiving is coming around. It's in just over a week. Thanksgiving has all the good foods and treats. But you might want something that's tasty, but also not so high on calories or sugar. Built Bar is the perfect holiday dessert. Focus your feasting on something delicious and feel good about yourself. You have a slice of pie that could have upwards of 300 calories. But most Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, plenty of protein. And Built Bars honestly taste better than most pies. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and lots of good flavors to replace any pie. And these bars are also covered 100% in chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two right now. Share some of your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward, I promise you. They have new surprises all month. Limited time flavors are arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often, and there is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises, so be ready for Black Friday at Built.com. 
But if you can't wait for a good deal, head over to Built.com right now and enter the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Let me know which flavor you bought and how much you loved it. Once again, LOCKED15 gets you 15% off at Built.com. Trevor Story. Yes, he had a down 2021. Yes, you got the contact of Paul DeYoung to worry about. Yes, you have the impressive play of Amundo Soso to worry about. And you probably are still going to have a coaching staff that likes their, you know, trusts trust their guys. I think Mike Schultz was big on that. I, I assume Marmont will be big on that as well. But at the end of the day, you, this team does need an improvement. And I think just looking at the numbers... Trevor Story is going to be an improvement over both Paul DeYoung and Mundo Sosa. Mundo Sosa might have a little bit more speed than DeYoung, so it might equal out there Trevor Story, but not as much pop, which in today's game, even the shortstops are hitting bombs and hitting a lot of them. So you need a shortstop that can do that. Why doesn't Trevor Story's down 2021 worry me? For a couple different reasons. He was playing on the Colorado Rockies. He was expected to be traded at the July 31st deadline. He said himself he was a little surprised not to be traded. The Colorado Rockies were a miserable baseball team to play for in 2021. All due respect to everybody in that organization, but some things aren't being ran correctly there, and that's why you saw the falling out between Nolan Arenado in the front office, and that's why you saw Trevor Story kind of already say he's not coming back. It's not necessarily a situation many players want to play in. So the motivation to play after the All-Star break, was probably pretty low for Trevor Story. He just lost his good buddy, Nolan Arenado, to the St. Louis Cardinals. He's on a baseball, a bad baseball team, a bad front office. He, he thought he was going to get traded to hopefully a contender, or at least a change of scenery, something. What's the motivation to play for for Trevor Story in the second half of 2021? So that's why it doesn't worry, bother me. So the Coors effect also does not bother me. Because we have seen players, or the, the quote Coors Effect, we have seen players snap out of the Coors Effect or disprove the Coors Effect plenty of times. Three main examples all come from the St. Louis Cardinals in my mind. You've got Larry Walker, you've got Matt Holliday, and you've got Nolan Arenado. At least for one season, you have Nolan Arenado uh, disproving the, the Coors Effect as they all put up solid, solid, solid numbers outside of Coors after they moved on from Colorado or were forced to move on from Colorado. So I don't have a worry about Trevor Story not being able to hit outside of Coors Field. And I think that once he is on a contender, if it is the St. Louis Cardinals, that is going to be a boost to his spirits. It's going to be a nice scene change. Even sometimes just a scene change to a, to a non-competitor could help a guy. Imagine a scene change from the Colorado Rockies to the St. Louis Cardinals, where you are now on a contender, a World Series contender, if they play their cards right this offseason, pun intended, and you get reunited with your pal on the left side of the infield, Nolan Arenado. Imagine a imagine this infield for just for just for a moment. Can we dream for just a moment? Paul Goldschmidt at first base, Tom Yebman at second base, Trevor Story at shortstop, Nolan Arenado at third base. You throw in Dylan Carlson. Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill in the outfield. You throw together a starting rotation that's going to be pretty solid even without the additions that they might make. A bullpen that is bringing back two of its top guys in TJ McFarland and Luis Garcia and maybe even another piece that I would like them to see. 
this team could be really good if they make these additions. And I, I know that there are some knocks against Trevor Story. I'm not saying Trevor Story is the golden golden boy that he's going to be the savior for the Cardinals, that he is the one piece that the Cardinals need. But I am saying that if the Cardinals sign Trevor Story, I think that will be an improvement at the shortstop position. I think his numbers will be just fine. I think he'll have a very similar season to Nolan Arenado. It'll be fun to watch those two on the left side of the infield. Everybody looks good in Cardinal Red, so put him in Cardinal Red instead of that Rocky Purple. I know Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies is absolutely hating me right now, and that's okay. Sorry, Paul. Hopefully we'll have another crossover if this deal gets done. But I like Trevor Story coming to the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that would be a good move for the St. Louis Cardinals to make. I'm not saying it's the one move they need to make, but if the Cardinals were able to sign Trevor Story, get a 4-5, maybe even a 3-4 starter and a bullpen piece, maybe you make a trade for a bench bat or, or something of that nature. Maybe you don't want Paul DeYoung's contract on your book, so you find a way to trade him for a bullpen piece or you trade him for a lefty bench bat. Do some maneuvering around. I know that you know all this is a lot easier said than done. But I, I like it. It's intriguing to me to bring Trevor Story back to St. Louis. He's down 2021 doesn't scare me. I do think he's an improvement when you look at the numbers that I've laid out over the last three seasons, when you look at the numbers for the career, Trevor Story's had a better career. I mean, I understand that he, you know, 346 games compared to 317 for Trevor Story compared to games played for Paul DeYoung since the start of 2019, but you've got 70 home runs compared to 52, 14 triples compared to two, 373 hits compared to 244. You've got 85 doubles compared to 47 doubles. 58 stolen bases compared to 14. The batting average is 50 points, 53 points higher, 277 to 224. Hope that quick math is right. On base, 348 compared to 307. 516 slugging to 413 slugging. Trevor Story has had a better last three seasons than Paul DeYoung has. And I was a big fan of Paul DeYoung. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, part, part of me wishes that he would have done, done well. I just he, He's too inconsistent for me. Not that Trevor Story isn't inconsistent. I just think it's time for, for Paul DeYoung to, to move on. I think a scene change could also benefit him, looking from Paul DeYoung's perspective. You know, he's been here since 2017. He's had some nice moments. He's also had some pretty down moments. Maybe it's time for a scene change for Paul DeYoung. Just food for thought, and I, I think Trevor Story is a positive move and would be a good direction for the Cardinals to go to. I'm not, you know, that, that might... Probably isn't the hottest take in the world. It's probably not going to shock anybody, but I'm, I'm giving my take right now that Trevor Story, that, 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 that's a player I think the Cardinals should pursue. And with the way the pitching is lining up, and again, this will take some more thoughts, and we'll have more discussion on this as the, the offseason rolls on, I would rather them go for a shortstop than them go for more pitching help. You can never have too much pitching. Don't get me wrong. There's a comment on one of my YouTube videos recently about that. I did a, the episode yesterday on pitching. But I just think Trevor Story on the infield would elevate that infield enormously. Get Trevor Story, maybe a trade, or like I said, sign a cheap left-handed bench bat, get a bullpen piece, and you'll be golden. I think Trevor Story is going to be, you know, could be the cheapest option, could be the best option for the St. Louis Cardinals, could be a great fit in that lineup. Uh, you know, obviously the question of do you want a left-handed bat in that lineup, but you also could have a left-handed bat in the DH. If the DH is indeed coming to the National League, as it has pointed to, it's been pointed to a lot recently that the, the DH is coming to the National League. It's a pretty good bet 
Uh, we'll talk about the Cardinals DH options in just a moment. But speaking of it being a good bet, I want to tell you about Bet Online. They have a new web interface with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That means more ways for you to win money. What's not to like about it? BetOnline is your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head over to that new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to receive that 50% welcome bonus when you first sign up. Whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason awards and futures, NHL, boxing, or UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. The DH is most likely coming to the National League. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the Cardinals options for DH. I think, to me, a very intriguing option is that if Nolan Gorman is ready, have him be the designated hitter. You also have Lars Newpar that, that could be ready as well, but 2021 was very, very kind to Lar- to Nolan Gorman. Excuse me. Across two leagues, Springfield and Memphis, played 119 games Nolan Gorman did, 279 the batting average, 333 on base, 481 the slugging, 25 home runs, 75 runs driven in, 134 hits, OPS of 814, very solid numbers for Nolan Gorman. Got off to a slow start at AAA, ended up turning it around, 14 home runs in 76 games, and he continued to be red hot in the Arizona Fall League, playing six games, uh, having one home run, drove in four, walked seven times, OPS above 1,000. This is according to Baseball Reference. So a very solid Arizona Fall League as well. But let's say the Cardinals want to go a different route. Uh, the Cardinals might want to go for a free agent. They might want a little bit more proven. Maybe Gorman isn't super seasoned yet. Maybe he's not ready. Kyle Schwarber is an intriguing option. Now, I'm only saying sign Kyle Schwarber if the DH is 100%, no question, without a doubt, coming to the National League. Because if the Cardinals don't have a DH, there's no reason for them to sign Kyle Schwarber. Outfield's backed up. First base is locked up. No, there's no no need for Kyle Schwarber. And again, maybe Kyle Schwarber wants to play defense and that prohibits him from coming to St. Louis. But if Kyle Schwarber is open to being a full-time DH, to me, this is a great fit as well. Coming off an all-star campaign, the first of his career, he had 32 home runs across Boston and Washington, had a batting average of 266, a slugging of 554. Imagine this lineup. Let's just say the Cardinals are somehow able to pull off in offseason for the ages, and they get Story and they get Schwarber. Maybe they, they convince them to take a bit of a discount so they can come together. You've got Yachty behind the plate, Goldschmidt, Edmund, Story, Arenado, O'Neill in left, Bader in center, Carlson in right, Kyle Schwarber as your DH. Imagine going through that gauntlet of a lineup. Bat Bader, Edmund leadoff, you know, depending on what matchups Armand wants to use. You still keep Goldie second. Maybe you go Trevor Story third, Nolan fifth, um, Kyle Schwarber fifth. Maybe you, you split them up. You put Kyle Schwarber in between Story and Arenado with the left-right. That way you get a little break in the action in terms of right-handed hitters. I think that could be beneficial. Kyle Schwarber might be out of the price range because maybe the Cardinals do like Nolan Gorman or Lars Newbar for that DH spot. Uh, Kyle Schwarber did decline the $11.5 million option um, with the Reds. With the Red- 
excuse me, with the Red Sox. So it might cost the Cardinals a little bit more than what they're looking to pay in this offseason. But Kyle Schwarber could be beneficial. I think that if I had to pick which route the Cardinals go to, do you sign a left-handed DH bench bat or do you, do you, do you sign a, a shortstop? The, to, the, the, the answer is a shortstop to me w- without little question. Um, I, I just think that the shortstop could be – the shortstop is a more necessity option, more necessary option, excuse me, for the Cardinals rather than a bench bat or a DH. And again, if the Cardinals signed Kyle Schwarber as a DH, he wouldn't be a bench bat, obviously. Um, but I, I would rather the Cardinals go after their shortstop. Trevor Story is much more appealing to me than Kyle Schwarber, but I do think Kyle Schwarber is appealing if the Cardinals want to be super aggressive this offseason, which I don't think they necessarily will be, but Kyle Schwarber should be on their radar. I thought that it could have been useful last season, even without the DH, uh, but Tyler O'Neill proved that left field is his uh, and his alone. <laughs> uh, I think I forgot to mention O'Neill in the middle of that lineup as well. you you got to go through Goldie, Nolan, Story, Schwarber, that's a that's a hefty four right there if they're all on and locked in, um, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Again, it, that will come down to do the Cardinals trust internally that they have a left-handed or do they have a DH option? Doesn't necessarily have to be left-handed. With the right-handed heaviness of the lineup, you probably would look more for a left-handed option. That's why a Lars Newtbar, a Nolan Gorman are intriguing options internally. Uh, but you could also maybe spend a little bit extra money on Kyle Schwarber. Um, but at this rate, with the way the Cardinals, in my opinion, need to be spending their money, the DH probably should come internally unless you're able to make a trade or, or sign somebody cheap. Brad Miller, former Cardinals on the free agent market, that would be a nice pickup because he had a nice Cardinal season uh, back in 2020. That could be intriguing as well, but we will see where that goes again. Trevor Story, to me, is maybe not, you know, you you could put a shortstop as priority one, but I think Trevor Story is just a beautiful fit for St. Louis, especially if you already trust your internal options as the DH position, and then you really should go after Story, maybe use Sosa or DeYoung to trade somewhere, unload DeYoung's contract somewhere, help out DeYoung, maybe get him some playing time somewhere else. Who knows? Because uh, it seems that Carlos Correa is locked up for Detroit. Um, all, all, but that's all the, the reports are saying, um, far from certain, uh, but it seems that's where all the reports are putting Carlos Correa. I'm not saying the Cardinals were ever in on Correa, but just worth noting there. So we will see where it goes. I think Trevor Story is a great option for the Cardinals. Let me know what you think. Reply to this, um, or put a comment on this YouTube video, comments on a tweet, DM at LJ Fastball, DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show at lockedoncards at gmail.com. We'll have a discussion about your thoughts on Trevor Story to the St. Louis Cardinals because uh, that's, to me, as one more time, I think it's a very intriguing option. Uh, to, to finish up last night, manager of the years, uh, managers of the year were announced, uh, Gabe Kapler and Kevin Cash, respectively two great candidates. Kapler, to me, was a no-brainer, and Kevin Cash um, always getting praise out there in Tampa, uh, unless you're talking about Game 6, but that's a distant memory for him, I'm sure, at least one that he wants to be distant. Uh, but we'll see who gets the Cy Young nod tonight. We'll see how many votes Adam Wainwright got in any Cy Young tallies and we will see who wins the Cy Young. Will Max Scherzer get another one? Or will it go to Wheeler or Burns? Will ex-Cardinal Lance Lynn get it? Will veteran Garrett Cole get it? Will first-timer Robbie Ray get it? Very intriguing to see who gets that Cy Young nod tonight, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, so 5 o'clock Central on MLB Network. If you want to tune into that, we'll have my reactions to that tomorrow. And over the course of the next two days, we'll be talking about the all-MLB team. Who should get votes? Who shouldn't get votes? 
Um, MLB.com had released those ballots a couple of days ago. Been looking over them, so we're going to talk about the All MLB team over the next couple of days. Will any Cardinals make the All MLB team? We'll break it down on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Cardinals. So be sure to tune into that. And until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.